This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode will be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with me... Josh Wiggerton. And me... Well... Beckett. That's nice, isn't it? Josh? Yeah, lovely, like isn't it? Really sweet. Really nice. My daughter said our name. Still struggling with Widdicombe, but um, yeah, well, that's fine. It's a, it's a tough surname. I like our little intro, but it's a bit self-involved having it as my kid doing it every week. So I thought, why don't we open it up to our listeners? And if they get their kids saying our names, Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe, and email them to us, we can put them in at the start of the show and give them a Lovely. shout out. And maybe it be, they, they've done something. So they took their first steps or be quite young to speak, or they wrote their name for the first time, or they swam a length yeah. of swimming, whatever they've done. Send in the voice note to us and also let us know what they've done, their name and their age and where they're from. And we'll give them a shout out. Like Blue Peter. That sounds nice, doesn't it? Have I told you that my daughter's calling me Josh now and it's really getting to me? Oh, uh, yeah. They started doing that to me. That was really annoying. Yeah. Um, and they know that it's annoying. It's power play, isn't it? Yeah. And they even do like a Robert. Oh, really? Just instead of Rob. Yeah. They love it. When they find out, it's a bit like when you find out your teacher's name, you just yeah. absolutely buzz off it. You are you are not a Robert. You have never been a Robert, ever. No, my mum wanted to call me Robbie. Well, I could see you as a Robbie. I mean, Bobby Beckett. I reckon if I was called Bobby Beckett, <laughs> I'd have gone straight to the cruise ships. <laughs> I mean, you're not far off. <laughs> <laughs> when, they're, when they're back, I'm back. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um... We should start, Rob, with uh, how our weeks have been and um, some uh, tales from the parenting front line. Now, Rob, this is what happened to you. So we decided to go to the beach um, just to get out of the house because we're allowed now. We went to a big one in... Bim Church, massive beach, so we could socially distance. We were there for about half an hour. It was too windy and cold. They both cried. We've got them all back in the car, and I just said out loud, oh, I can't wait to go home. <laughs> we out of lockdown 12 hours. 
Have you been out since? No. That is unbelievable. No, we've just been is in the garden. No, that was, also, if you look at the time code on that, it was 11.34am and we were leaving the beach to come home. That explains. They've been getting up at 5.30am, Josh. So we just chucked oh. them in the car. The highlight of that day was the three-hour round trip where they slept. They slept for a bit. And oh. I was just on the motorway with my wife and we went, oh. This is bliss, isn't it? The kind of thing you'd say when you got your first yeah. cocktail on a holiday. Oh, <laughs> this is bliss. Are you tempted just just to drive and drive and drive for the rest of lockdown? Like, if that's the best bit, how long do you reckon you could get away with it? Well, just doing laps of the M25. I mean, I, I, te- I tell you what we are going to do. We're going to drive to McDonald's in Welling and park near it to get a delivery off Uber Eats. That is one of the bleakest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I know. But I'm Do you know when it. a sentence starts bleak and then every <laughs> extra bit gets worse and worse and worse? I, but I don't know where I'm going to We're going to drive to McDonald's and I thought, all right, fair enough. In Welling, here we go. <laughs> Park nearby and oh, get an Uber Eats because, delivery. Because you have to... Oh, that is bleak. I'm going to have to say I'm in a car parked outside an address. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Also, the problem with going out is they say the beaches are open, the parks are open, go and have a picnic, see your friend from two metres away. There's no toilets open, Josh. I have so. Do you want to hear what happened to me on the beach? Basically, because we're potty training, we've got this little travel potty thing where you put a plastic bag in it. It's got a bit of tissue in it and a bag. I just knelt on the beach facing the sea. I walked to the front and just knelt. Look, I was praying at the waves and just knelt and pissed into a bag. Oh my god! What into the into the child's potty bag? Yeah, into the child's potty bag. And at one point, <laughs> I could sense a kid with a ball behind me and I was like oh god if that kid runs in front of me that's flashing isn't it (laughs) do you think if the paparazzi had got that shot that would have been the end of your career it could be laughed off as a funny story it depends yeah if if there's no one nearby and it's just me but if the paparazzi shots full frontal and there's a kid in the shot horrified (laughs) career over (laughs) your career can be ruined by an angle are you getting this story out there now for fear that it's going to come out at a later yeah, date I'm so you want to blackmailed. own it yourself? I'm being blackmailed about it, basically, and I'm not willing to pay. <laughs> I'm trying to just drop the story now. But, yep, I wanged my knob out on the beach and had a piss <laughs> first day out of lockdown. But, yeah, that was that. We've stayed in since. We've not been out. I've had a terrible morning. I've, uh, I lost my wallet uh, in the park. So I went to the park with my daughter um, then we come back and we went to buy a light bulb, but obviously that's in the shop that sells magazines and it's impossible to get past the magazines. Okay, yes. There's no way of getting past a rack of magazines. They're so expensive. So, and, the, and the stuff on the front is the definition of shit. Yeah. It's like, that stuff on the front of kids' magazines is like the ultimate of, of wasteful crap that our society is, not to get too heavy on it, oh, no, but, but I, I think it is... I'm a climate change expert and I'm not like one of the proper, like Greta keynotes about it but even i look at that and go do we need that plastic sellotape yeah. in the front of that bag? they throw it yeah. on the floor immediately do you know what we've got loads of like loads of toys that have amassed over the two and a half years none of the stuff of the magazine has ever stood the test of time oh no no one ever goes oh where did you get that lovely little toy kitchen oh it was on the front of door of the explorer magazine yeah. it's just not a thing where did you get that pepper pig mobile phone that's thinner than a piece of paper they're worse than the McDonald's Happy Meals toys. They get their, that on the level of shit. They are, yeah. nothing's worse than that, potentially a really cheap cracker. Yes, But beyond yeah, exactly. that, that, no way. No way. Anyway, so you had to go past the magazines. So I bought a magazine, right? Didn't have my wallet. It was obviously in the park. It had fallen out. My wallet sticks to the case on my phone. So it's for two months, I've been saying this wallet's going to get pulled out of my pocket by my phone. 
It was gone. And then I I just, I dropped my daughter at home and I said, I'm going to go to the park and look for my wallet. I'm not going to lie. I had a lovely time, even though I'd lost my wallet. I'm jealous. That half hour of oh. with my headphones in. Oh, headphones as well. Went for a walk in the sun in the park. And even though I know now that both of my debit cards and my driving license I've got to get replacements for, it was worth it. Yeah. For that little time on my own. It was absolutely glorious. It's like, see, it's the little things. I mean, like, the key to lockdown for me is always have your headphones on, yeah? Because you never know when you might be sent away somewhere and get 20 minutes in a queue. I stood outside a BP garage for a loaf of bread for 20 minutes with no headphones. I've never been sadder. Just stood there looking at people and judging them for being too close (laughs) for 20 minutes. All I wanted was a little podcast to just tap out on. Oh. Oh, awful. People complaining about the queues outside shops. That's the fucking best bit, mate. (laughs) Queuing outside a shop. That is my Saturday night out. That is, I oh. feel when I approach a big queue, like I feel when I go to the pub and have my first pint. It's genuinely also, wonderful. especially before you can meet mates, if your mate was in the queue next year, you got a free night out for half hour. You're like, it's my mate. <laughs> I'm not breaking the rules. Let's do this. Same time next week. Oh, yeah. So uh, I've lost my wallet. If anyone finds it in Victoria Park, then uh, please do get in touch. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Um, now, do you want some uh, do you want some letters? Oh, yes, please. Also, I've got a little tip um for keeping kids entertained if you want that now or later, yeah. Josh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. it's probably not great for the whole plastic, you know, environment thing, but I think you do have to judge when absorbing. Yeah, yeah, so children's orbs, just chuck them down the road and pick them up an hour later. They can't get hurt. <laughs> they love it. Oh, knackered out by bedtime. Um, no, but what it is, off um, off Amazon or wherever you get your shit, basically Amazon, but um, you can buy, uh, for 15 quid, a pack of like 20, 25 helium balloons that animals have little feet on oh, them yeah. and weight them down. You see them in shopping centres, yeah? They're yeah. normally about six, six quid each. You can buy a whole pack to, for 10, 15 quid, 25 of them, get a big a bottle of helium, and we basically had a zoo in the house. The kids went mental oh, for it, and then you can just lovely. inflate and and you keep them in the drawer and bring them out and have like zoo day. It was quality, loved it. Well, this is I, I genuinely you don't know that I'm going to read this email out. This is from someone astonishingly. This person is called Saul Campbell. Oh, not Saul S A U L Saul Campbell. Yeah. When you're called Saul Campbell, you don't think that that name's going to uh, become famous. But there we go. Right. Hi, gents. Um, I just wanted to share a quick story with you, which happened yesterday. As I try to work full-time throughout the week with my missus and a two-year-old son at home, I absolutely crave the weekends for not only the time I get to spend with them both, but the slight reprieve between 12 and 1pm, when my little boy, Jackson, would normally catch his 40 winks. As I took some quality one-on-one time out with my son to kick a ball around just before doing a lap of the block to get him under, just as I could sense he was on the verge of a highly anticipated snooze, we approached a house on the road. 
which had an amazing array of animal balloons tied to the gate. I thought Jackson was now asleep, so I foolishly proceeded towards the house, as I assumed it was simply a parent's attempt to lighten the mood. As we got to the gate, there was a sign. Free children's balloons. Help yourself. Does this ring any bells, Rob? Yeah, but now you're embarrassing me because I hate people that bring stuff up like this. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> no, I don't mind it. But yeah, that, that I put them out. We had we bought an extra pack and put them on outside the house for neighbours. Yeah, he says he says it was your house. Yeah. And um, my son snapped out of his pre-nap stillness and started pointing, saying, "Daddy, Daddy, I was in an absolute predicament." <laughs> he wanted a balloon. They're free and available to take, unlike in most situations. <laughs> now he wants to play with it and not go to sleep. I've been waiting five days straight for this nap. <laughs> oh, I'm so... Throughout the week, it's my golden hour to get shit done. At the weekends, I can get a snooze in or a panic about how I'm going to use the time for good effect. Not wanting to be a prick of a dad, I reached for a balloon and then had the awkward tussle of trying to detach it from the fence, which from the cars driving by looked as though I was definitely stealing kids' birthday <laughs> decorations from their house. In a panic, and to afford further judgment from passers-by, I quickly yanked the balloon away from the fence and scuttled off down the road. In the window of the house, as I looked back, I could see the silhouettes of a family inside. Watch as I made a pig's ear of the transaction. (laughs) I made it back home, the other end of the road, and Jackson was wide awake, loving life with his balloon. My missus gave me a dissatisfied look, as though I had failed in a simple task, and gave me a puzzled look as she glanced at an inflatable pug. She decided to take him out in the car and get him off to sleep. (laughs) One hour later, she comes home with a hyper toddler shouting doggy doggy as he barged his way in. (laughs) Uh, My son did not have a nap that day. My eyes are still burning and it turns out the free balloons belong to Rob Beckett. So in short, (laughs) thank you for the balloon, mate. You owe me a solid hour of sitting and doing fuck all, which I pray for every week. Oh, Mr. Campbell, I'm so sorry. After the joy, you brought me at Arsenal. That, <laughs> you know what's funny about that though we put them out we put scissors out as well because we tied them because yeah. like, the amount of people that didn't see the scissors were there for ages and getting more and more flustered and stressed because it looked like they were stealing it even though there was a sign but we, me and Lou were looking at it going oh it's lovely look that, we really made those kids days it's nice isn't it been doing nice things but now I know I ruined, ruined someone's weekend <laughs> oh bless sorry Mr Campbell if it is the Soul Campbell, yes, it's not. It's not, is it? If you're going to change your name so no one knows it's Soul Campbell, you wouldn't just change the first a bit. He's, he's, he's signed it, Sol, S-O-L. Mate, if, I, if Soul Campbell took a pug off my drive, I'd know about it. It can't be, it can't be Soul Campbell. <laughs> I can't believe I missed Soul Campbell taking an inflatable pug. If it is Soul Campbell, surely, wouldn't you mention, and by the way, I'm Soul Campbell? You'd have to, wouldn't you? <laughs> But then people would say that about you because you're on the telly all the time. Yes, it is, Josh Winnicom. It's me. <laughs> but um, I, can we, for the record, I didn't know you was going to read that let that out. That's just no, you didn't. No. I swear, you, no. Lou took a picture to to because um, it looked nice out the front, and then I went. I just thought, do you know what? I'm glad I'm not one of those pricks that would put this on the internet. Going, oh, <laughs> well, well, look mate. what I'm doing. But I have now. Through you, but I've much. shown the world that you're a nice man. It's not all the time. We might start doing it once a week. Or something. Yeah, don't. I don't want hordes of people trying to steal pugs from our front drive. <laughs> one of them, Sol Campbell. He's he's told Pascal Seagon yeah. <laughs> he's coming down to get one. Stepanovs was here knocking last night. You ain't got any um, got any zebras, but <laughs> Gilberto Silver had a zebra last week. <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch with the show, here is how. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or we're on Twitter at lockdownparents.
So today's guest is Ellie Taylor, who's a comedian and actor and got her own podcast. Ellie and Anna have issues and she's got an 18 month year old at home with her in lockdown. Enjoy. Hello, Ellie Taylor. How are you? I'm <laughs> alive <laughs> at the end of another day. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Happy you're here alive. Oh, good Lord. It never ends, does it? It doesn't, mate. It, I've, I was saying to Rob that your Instagram stories, along with Rob's, are both the bleakest and the <laughs> most reassuring things of the lockdown. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like it's the closest I can get to doing any work at the moment because my husband uh, is like, he has a full time grown up job. So he's trying to do that from home. So I am by default childcare, full time childcare. Although my sister's right. like, it's not childcare, really, if it's your own child. And I'm like, it is. I do consider it still childcare. <laughs> yeah. You're caring for a child. Yeah. doesn't matter if you gave birth to do it you, or not. I use the awful term. Someone will say, I, what are you up to? And I'll say, I'm babysitting tonight. And I mean my own child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I do that, Yeah, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah. So, Ellie, what's the setup? Sorry, what's the setup just for our listeners in so, your house? Sure, I've got a 17-month-old uh, little girl. Uh, yeah, husband's a, a, like a salaried, grown-up human. Uh, so he's having to work full-time from home. And, is he a serious uh, journalist? Is he's that a jur- yeah, he's a key worker. He likes to bust oh. that out. And I'm like, well, is he? Well, that's what, they, that's what they He's got a letter. How far does that go, the journalist key worker thing? Because are the people that are taking photos of Gemma Collins and Arge on the sidebar of shame on the Mail <laughs> Online, is that... Is that a key worker? Because they're technically journalists. The country needs it. The country does need it. <laughs> I need to know if Gemma Collins has got a KFC and go around Arges. Do you know what I mean? I need to know that. For me, that is key. Is she walking, Ellie? Is she running about? Yeah, she's walking. She's um, she she doesn't really say much though. So she and she's really tantrumy. So we're at the stage. It's just ridiculous tantrums. Like today was uh, she tantrum because she wasn't allowed to play with a hammer, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then. She gets, it's like, oh, she's a bit furious. sexist of you, Ellie. I think. <laughs> Young women are allowed to be builders now. If it was a pink one, I would have let her, but it was blue. So no. <laughs> um, and then she's like, and got really annoyed because I put on Teletubbies, her favourite show. And then she was, how dare I put on her favourite show? Just loads of that. And she can't, and then oh. she like hits it. She keeps like beating up the sofa. And I've, it's really funny. I, I find it really hard not to laugh. <laughs> oh, I do that. Yeah. I laugh when, when my daughter's like losing her shit. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's not funny to her. You're just thinking you're being so petty. This is yeah. funny. Yeah, come on, have have some perspective on things, mate. <laughs> it's hard to have that discussion. What you're doing is funny. You're yeah. in a little vest and a pair of knickers running the house screaming. <laughs> if anyone else did this, it would be hilarious. Because <laughs> you're three. Yeah. <laughs> also, do you know Teletubbies have got their own kids? I couldn't believe it. Tiddlytubbies. Yeah, I, I thought I was on some sort of like mushroom trip when I saw tiny little Teletubbies. So the, the actual Teletubbies are, have been getting off of each other and breeding what? little Teletubbies. I didn't take it as they, that they were their children. I just yeah. thought they were like, and you like, it was like a breeding no. ground for little Think about it, Teletubbies. Ellie. Time for Tubby Bye Bye. They're all fucking <laughs> under that big mound of earth. Dirty, <laughs> holy little red belly bastards. Um, is there any issues over lockdown uh, with your daughter, Ellie, that's sort of hard to resolve, like bedtimes or what they're eating? Or is there anything in particular that's a struggle? Uh, food is annoying. I f- I'm finding it because she used to go to nursery four days a week. Uh, and I feel and it's not the resentment is not going. The fact that I have to feed her three times a day. Oh. It seems excessive. Um <laughs> 
and she's just it's when like tonight I made her I made her a proper nice dinner and she just refused it point blank and I'm just like what is the point I should just I should not even try and just at the weekend I sort of gave up and she had a, a fish finger sandwich and a calippo and was delighted um so <laughs> what 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 time are you getting up Ellie uh she's waking up she's doing the weird thing right but she wakes up really early but she just sits quietly in her cot like a psychopath so <laughs> Like, it's really weird, but also we're like, but good. oh, well, yeah, never mind. So we get, like, we go in at, like, seven, but, I, you know, she could have been up for hours. I don't know. She just sits there playing with their dummies. Um, she doesn't sleep. <laughs> she's all night. <laughs> Waiting. Like her the watch, Toy Story toys. Yeah. <laughs> her watch is never over. Well, seven's uh, a good start time. Yeah, I can cope. I can cope with that. Uh, and then she's uh, she naps from like about eleven to about half twelve one, which is my time to like do everything that I need to in the house and also try yeah. and get work done. And also just to add some jeopardy into the equation, my next door neighbours but one have just started massive building work, and we live in like little oh. London terraces, so it's like it's next door but one, but it feels like they're they're in your bathroom sort of thing. So just trying to like make sure she sleeps through angle grinders and very loud oh. polish uh, power ballads so it's, it's <laughs> oh wow yeah it's full on it's full on at the moment so your your husband working from home or is he going out bits of bits of both really so like a couple of weeks ago uh, he went to he went to sweden to report on what was going on over there because they had obviously had a different sort of attitude towards coronavirus yeah. they've let sort of people go well just let people out really a bit more um so he was away for a week then but in a way i kind of when he goes away it's sometimes in a way it's easier because it's like it's just me and her i can knuckle down and when I say knuckle down, I mean put CBBS on and not feel judged as much. As well. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to someone. Knuckle down some CBBS. Yeah, because yeah. I was talking to some of my girlfriends about this. I was like, in a way, yeah, I prefer it when my husband's not around. And they're like, yeah, because when they are in the house, it's like it's like being observed at work. Like you don't need someone peeking yeah. over your shoulder. So if you can just, you know, sit on your phone in another room. I, I found that with um, Andy, with Lou, yeah. like when I'd rather have the kids on my own completely than sometimes sharing it because you've like Lou be like, well, we don't do that. That's how I mm. do it like this, and I'm like, okay, well, I can't constantly second guess how you do everything. It, you know, when I do it, it's martial law. We, yeah. They're in bed by the time you get home, so don't judge it. I'm a results man. Yeah. So don't, don't ask about the technique. They'll be in bed, and everything that will need to be done will have been done. Even if yeah. You I reckon there's a good chance, Rob, that there will be a period when you are doing it on your own. <laughs> oh God. You're going to get your wish. Imagine that. How, how, what happened at the end of lockdown? Got divorced. Yeah. Divorced. <laughs> Surely we could have done that at the beginning of lockdown. We've suffered it for this long. Yeah, we, there, there are points now where I've, because I've, I've been doing so much more childcare than I normally do, and definitely I'm doing the lion's share, I've got really prescriptive about how things are done. And I, I today I found, I went into my husband, I was like, no, you're reading uh, Bear Hunt wrong. When you do swishy swashy grass, you have to pretend to be swishy swashy grass. And I was like talking through the actions. Oh no, you've got to do squatch squatch of the mud. Actually, like, you need to lift, no, lift up, lift up her feet, lift up her feet. <laughs> and it's like, you've got to just, yeah, back off, mate. Yeah, well, can I can I um, confess something here? When I read them a book that's got, they pick a book before bed. If it's got too many words in, I'll make up the story. Yeah, a brief. Do, oh, I it. Skip, yeah. do like one or two. So we all do that. That's fine. It's not, I don't have to feel guilty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, straight through but to I'm the bear. I'm talking about. And then the bear chases them back. Simple. <laughs> a five minute book down to 28 seconds. I'm really <laughs> rifling. Sometimes I'll pinch three pages together and fold. <laughs> So, 
Kelly, will your husband um, take over at the weekend then, as you've got the, the baby all, all week? Will he sort of do the lion's share at weekends? Uh, not really. Oh, I'll okay. Say, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no. No, he does like, he does... He does as much as he can through the week. He really does. And like he sort of he if he can sort of do it a half an hour either side of her nap time, that obviously gives me a longer block um to, you know, go and look at Joe Wicks on Instagram and send him hate mail. Um <laughs> so that does help. And at the weekend I quite like um just actually hanging out as a family, which is something we don't really do that often. So like the other the other weekend when it was sunny, we um we've got a tiny little garden, but we were just me and my husband were doing the garden and the baby was just playing around us. And it was like it it kind of felt for like the first time we I felt like a proper mum and dad and a like you know, like a family, because that's what you do. You yeah. get on with life and the kids just sort of potter around you. And that was really lovely. So I do I do quite like it's just more fun that, when you're all together. That's how I imagined parenting a lot more. Yeah. I, yeah. Like a lot of like I'll be doing getting stuff done while she's doing stuff. Mm. Like I remember when my friend who's since had a kid and he came around when I first had my daughter and she was in one of those baby bouncers and he was like, so can you just like put her in there and then just get on with your work for the day? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> the day. The day. Just pop her in the baby bouncer for eight hours and clock on. But that is kind of how I imagined it. It'd be like, oh, she'll get on with stuff and I'll be watching her, but I'll also be like, getting through a lot of podcasts or something, but it's not, you're constantly alert, but to quite a low level. Yeah. Yeah. I used to love it when, um, when I was breastfeeding, I watched shitloads of TV because obviously she didn't know. And then even when she got to the stage where she was sort of playing on the floor, but wasn't really that interested in TV, I would just often just have drag race on in the background all the time. But now she has, she, I can't put the, te- I can't put the telly on unless it's for her. Cause she'll just get annoyed if I'm trying to, yeah. Watch anything that I like. So that's kind of thing. That really it really is like you have to just sort of be with That's her. tough as well because it's only you can do that with a breastfeeding, obviously. So like mm. I do find sometimes splitting like what each parent does with the kid, sometimes it has to be the mum, like in certain situations. How did you get on with that? Because Lou found that quite difficult with the breastfeeding and stuff. Did you enjoy it or was it hard or what what how, what was your experience of that? It was for me it was um it was he? It was it was pretty easy at the beginning, and it all came quite naturally. And I was really chuffed. But then I got um, mastitis a couple of times, which was like oh, absolute yeah, hell. Gross so, like that. That oh was my brutal. god! It's I don't understand what what the fuck nature is doing. So the first time I had it, she was <laughs> she's seven weeks old. I'm recovering from a cesarean still. Like you're obviously at the lowest ebb you can possibly imagine, mm. and then nature decides to infect one of your tits. And uh, <laughs> sorry to laugh, but no, but it was. I mean, it was. It and there were always dark oh, moments of humour in these situations. Yeah. And I remember, oh, like, I've never been in so much pain, and I was like hallucinating with this fever. And we got a we got a breastfeeding coach to come around and try and sort of work out why I'd got mastitis and try and help the latch. And she was this strange Russian lady, and to try and sort of help me work out the latch. She got, she pulled out of her bag. Why? I'm crying on the sofa in the most pain I've ever been in my life. She pulls out an Elmo hand puppet <laughs> and starts to sort of demonstrate the perfect lunch with the Elmo puppet well, on onto my, you on my infected tear. Oh god! Oh my and word! At the time, Are you I was... sure this from? <laughs> oh, the days of pre-corona. Had it been disinfected? <laughs> it How many breasts has this Elmo been on? <laughs> A way Lineker of hand puppets, eh? <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel in that moment, Ellie, that you're just sat there? 
Because I, well, I was, I was, you know, very, I was very vulnerable at that moment. So I was like, a lady, what to do? Elmo will help me. Um, and it was only reflecting back on it that I was like, what the fuck? Was that, yeah. like? Um, that Elmo's got some stories to tell, hasn't it? Bloody up. Can I throw some other options at you of what you would be accepting? Because you accepted Elmo, obviously, like a sort of a cartoon figure. If she just whipped out a ventriloquist doll, how would you feel? <laughs> Because there must be a level of the cuddly toy you'll accept to do that. <laughs> you know, go, hold up. No, 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 no. This is one step too far. If it had kind eyes, I'd let anything have a go at that point, I think. Fair enough. You were very vulnerable. <laughs> and did it work? Uh, I, well, I got better and I don't know. And yeah. then I got I got mastitis again and it was just it's all, it's all a pile of shit. I don't understand. She brought like... Oscar the Grouch around yeah. that time. Really. <laughs> Big bird. I had a go on the other one. Um... <laughs> Like God, Cookie Monster stayed at home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was like I did like miss it though. When I stopped breastfeeding, I did miss it. But then I, I, I got really quite. I remember getting quite emotional. Like it's the end of our journey together. I'm just going to feed her one last time. And then she started biting me, and I was like, Oh, do you know what? I think we're done. And it was less. Uh, yeah, it was less. It was less sad to let it go. But I did. Yeah, I did still kind of miss it in a way. Although when I hear about some of my friends who are still doing it, and their kids are 18 months old, and like they're not sleeping through the night and stuff, I'm like, Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine with bottles now. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that is tough. There's so much pressure, especially if they're starting to bite, just tap out. That's when Lou did, especially with my offspring. You can't have them nibbling away (laughs) with those jeans. (laughs) When those teeth come through, Rob, it must just be so telling that they're coming through. (laughs) I know. It comes out like one. The teething must have been agony. I know. (laughs) Poor souls. They're getting through it. Um, Did you imagine you'd. Because there was a lot of this kind of, I'm going to achieve stuff with my lockdown and it's going to be this moment of tranquility. And it's, Did you know what you were signing up for, Ellie? Or is it kind of, then you were like, oh, right, this is what it is. I feel like um, it's my, it's sort of shifted in my brain a bit. So at the beginning, I think the first week, my husband wasn't too busy with work. So we split the days. So, I was, so one of us would do up until her... Uh, beginning of nap or one of us would do from nap onwards and it was lovely and I was like brilliant this is how you know I can get loads of stuff done and then his work kicked in and he was like yeah this won't it won't be like this forever and then then I started getting really resentful of people who didn't have children and uh all the things about you know learning new languages and taking time to do yoga and that all of that shit um (laughs) and I really had to let it go And, and then I sort of I felt then I would sort of lean into the fact that for the moment, this is my job. This is what I have to do. I just have to look after the baby. And then I'd have uh, one of my friends, Brona C. Tippy, who's a comedy writer. She's brilliant. She, I was saying to her, like, I just want to write. And I feel like all these other like comics and writers are going to come out who don't have children are going to come out of this with so much stuff and so much material. And I feel like I'm behind and I'm losing out. And she was like, Ellie, it's, uh, this is a global pandemic. It's not a writer's retreat. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. So I do try and think yeah. of that. And I do feel, feel much more chilled out now. I'm not even, you know, I'm not putting myself under pressure to to do any work really like I can get through my admin but that's about it any actually creative stuff is really unlikely to happen because I just I just don't have the time I just don't have the time to do it and it is what it is there's no point resenting it or you know railing against it you just gotta just try and chill and just I am drinking more I would say yeah (laughs) no one's no one is gonna come out of lockdown better you'll be the same or worse that's the only two options (laughs) just work hard to keep it level no one's getting rich. You're either fat, fatter or the same. That's all that's going to happen. So just take the pressure off. 
Thank you, Rob. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Ellie, um, I ask all our guests this. If you had the house completely to yourself, right, for the whole day and your husband and your daughter could be magicked away, right? So mm. there's no way you should be and there's mm. no work to do. What would you do with your full day on your own? Uh, I would sleep. I would uh, eat sort of just things out of jars in the kitchen. Um <laughs> <laughs> Just a teaspoon going between Nutella and peanut butter, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I would watch some... I'd probably watch um, Normal People, because I haven't caught up on that yet. Oh, yeah. Everyone's going on about that, and I just feel bad. That feels like something I haven't achieved as well. Exactly. So I need to tick that off the list. And then I'd probably... I'd probably end up doing like some tidying and organising because it will make me feel better while listening to a, a very fruity podcast. Maybe this one, guys. That's what I do. <laughs> do one. Do they um, do fruity ones? Do they do fruity podcasts? They do all sorts of podcasts. They can't do porno podcasts, can they? Blue. Like, you can get slightly blue ones. I make yeah, it, I've they... never I've never listened to a fruity podcast. Well, Mike, I listen to Bloody <laughs> Woman's Hour. <laughs> I think if there was a fruity podcast, I think the, my reaction to it would be just sort of listen and then. Oh, 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 hello, it's going there, is it? <laughs> so, Ellie, your day of, of being alone in your house, it'd be a fruity podcast and a bit of tidying and spooning in Nutella. <laughs> yes, but that makes it sound really dodgy. It sounds like you need a help, like an <laughs> intervention. If you wrote that down, someone will go around to look after you, going, oh, have you heard about Ellie? She's just spooning <laughs> stuff in from jars, listening to porn. <laughs> it's the kind of... <laughs> You know that you're. You know that in this scenario, they've just gone away for a day. It isn't. What would you do if your husband had run away with your child and you were trying to comfort yourself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know? It reminds me of I, I put a thing on my Instagram uh, stories about uh, what I did some stupid confessions about lockdown, and people put it, uh, sent in their confessions, and one of them was brilliant. It was from it was from a girl, and she said, "I wish my husband would fuck off so I could use my vibrator," which I really enjoyed. <laughs> Well, that's probably the problem people have got is that they're on top of their partner, not literally. Like, they're living in the pocket of their partner when oh, they. That sounds even worse, Josh. You trying to step? Oh yeah, I really have. <laughs> this has turned into the fruity podcast that everyone wants to hear. <laughs> no one thought Josh Whitaker would be the voice of the first. No, I don't, podcast. I don't think my voice is. I'm not going to get a job reading Mills and Boone, am I? <laughs> And that is my level of fruity, is the thought of a Mills and Boone. Um, are you looking forward to the end of lockdown, Ellie? Or are you loving it now in a weird way? Have you adapted? There are certain elements that I really enjoy. I do feel a bit institutionalised with it. Like, I'm used to all of us being in the house together. I'm used to being able to have dinner together every night. I love I love not having to be anywhere at any point. There's no rushing to get anywhere. There's no late nights, which means there's I'm not, like, as tired as usual. Um, yeah. So that kind of stuff. But I will look. I can't wait to put her into nursery and not have to cook her food that she would just throw on the floor. That's what I really can't wait for. That I didn't realise that that when the two days that my daughter goes to nursery are a total relief from the cooking for mm-hmm. her. Because mm-hmm. I've run. We've run out of ideas. You know, like when like the main ones that work are no longer working, and you're like, I'm not gonna go out on a limb to be rejected again. Do you know what I mean? I think my daughter's now bored of food. How has that happened? She's two and a half. She's done all the foods she wants to do. She's over. She's over with food. And and it just leads to so many boring conversations. Like, I was so delighted the other day because someone reminded me about Jackie Potatoes. And I was like, oh, my God, she can have a Jackie Potato 
She's got a twin, doesn't she? The week that she's got ahead of her and she doesn't even know. I've run out what? of chat. I've got no chat. That's it. When someone, when someone told me about calling the cob, and they're like, if you give one to him in a restaurant, they'll like, they'll sit with it for ages and be quiet. I was like, oh my god, what a great idea! Pathetic. <laughs> um, so, Rob, you always end with a with the same question, don't you? Yes. Has there been a like highlight or a low light of your time in lockdown? Something that's made you think, oh, this is lovely, and then a point where your daughter or husband has made you think this cannot go on. Um, highlight would probably be she's learned one of the the dances from in the night garden. She knows all of of how to do the um, the tombly boos little song and all the actions, and that's a real little oh, treat. Wow. Yeah, tombly boo, yeah. ombly boo, sit on the floor, knock on the door. Where is your nose? Uh, that's how it goes. And she does a lovely little French Frenchman shrug at the end. Um, <laughs> And that is just wow. That's little, a real achievement. It's just really cute. Um, so that was yeah. lovely. That's oh yeah, lovely. I wasn't being sarcastic. I sounded like I was being sarcastic then. But... <laughs> yeah, well, well done. done. That sounds great. Well, and that's your highlight. <laughs> yeah, seriously, mate. I can help strap him for the low light. <laughs> I did mean it seriously. No, I believe you, Josh. I believe you. Yeah, no, it sounds very cute, Ellie. We're on your side. Thank here. you. And also, I found um, a really good place uh, near where I live. With Josh, it's actually near where you live as well. Oh, yeah, we live is. quite close. They deliver yeah. the most amazing margaritas uh, drinks. I'll tell you about oh, that. Wow. Um, that's a highlight. Yeah. And where the... do you live? With Pro both. Who <laughs> delivering margaritas? <laughs> Why ain't that near me? <laughs> so, um, Ellie, what was your low light? My low light would probably be um, there was a day where she, on our daily exercise, she fell over in the park into dog shit and I didn't have any wipes. So I had to come home and try and not make a big deal out of the fact that she had dog shit all her clothes so she wouldn't touch it. So got her home and then while I was sort of hosing off dog shit in the garden, she got into a cupboard and I found her eating a stock cube. Oh, my God. I told oh, you she's a psychopath. That um, is horrible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I went to bed and had a lovely cuddle with Elmo and it was all fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to be able to look at Elmo the same ever again. No. I know where you've been, Elmo. <laughs> um, if we have got any listeners who've also um, had any encounters with Elmo, you know how to get in touch. But um, Ellie Taylor, thank you so much. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. No worries. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ellie. It's brilliant. Bye. Cheers. Oh, Ellie Taylor. I love Ellie Taylor, Josh. She's yeah, great. Yeah, brilliant. I ordered, a, I should say after that, that I did take Ellie's advice and ordered a bag of this margarita. And it comes in like a, a bag. kind of a bladder kind of, you know, oh, like. Yeah. You know, well, that's probably the wrong word. <laughs> yeah. But it's got a little tap on it. You know, like a bag of wine, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it's pre-mixed and it is so punchy. Ooh. And yesterday, well, last Saturday night, I fell asleep during a Zoom quiz because uh, I drank too much margarita. <laughs> Yesterday, parenting on a hangover on a Sunday in lockdown, I think is the hell to end all hells. <laughs> I know we've discussed this before, but that margarita, oh my God. The feeling I had when my daughter went to sleep last night, knowing that I was no longer parenting. You know when you've been kicked in the balls and then the pain goes away, how yeah. good that feels? It was like that. <laughs> that feeling of elation. <laughs> 
that feeling that oh my god I'm free from this tyranny which is self-imposed yeah. from, the, from the hangover like the first slice of toast after food poisoning oh yeah, you can keep exactly. it down the first sip of Lucasade oh. and you know it's going to stay in you oh yes I would say oh. I don't want to be that parent Josh but two is so much worse having two kids and there'll be people sure. listening going three are even worse in that you know obviously we all choose how many we have but like you just I just can't be hung over you can't even risk it it's horrendous no but this is the thing I didn't realize how much I was hung over before I had children <laughs> yeah it's because imagine if you didn't have children and you went out on the piss and then you just decided to get up at 7 a.m <laughs> like <laughs> yeah and try to survive the day on your own. Never mind. I'm just, just going to survive the day. I'm just going to get up at 7 a.m. I'm not going to go to work. Yeah. But I'm just going to get up at 7 a.m. and fill the day. <laughs> it would be absolute madness. <laughs> oh, it's awful. It's so awful. But at oh. least you had a nice night. Yeah, very nice evening. Um, did you? Did your wife have um, breastfeeding problems? Yeah, like especially um, with the first one, and the we didn't get very good support really, and it was it was quite difficult for Lou. Some like sort of the nurses are great, but sometimes are quite it's quite a authoritative, strong, semi-aggressive message about breastfeeding. Which if yeah. someone's struggling with it, I don't think is always the best no way to do it. So that we found that quite difficult. Um, obviously, she found it more difficult than I did. She was the one doing it, but. As a family, it was a, it was it was hard for us, and it, you're under so much pressure to make sure you're doing all the right stuff. So that is quite. It does feel because at the start it feels like Kelly. you're one wrong thing away from your child never growing. Do you know what I mean? It's quite yeah, weird. Exactly, and then all of a sudden Elmo gets whipped out and starts having a growing <laughs> your wife's breasts. And you can see that he's never grown. He's been the same size since I was a child. Um, <laughs> I, I think for the the dad in the in those early stages i found because you feel a bit like you're a spare part in a weird way because you obviously can't do any of that yeah and your job i found is basically just to do everything else so that the house is like so there's always food there's always water there's always the house is always just like not a shit tip and that's kind of as much as you can do yeah. in that situation, if that makes sense. I tell you what's quite degrading, though, is when you're a bit overweight and uh, you've got man boobs and your daughter tries to latch on to you in front of your wife. It's not great <laughs> for morale, both ends. Um, we should say as well, Ellie's got a great podcast. Ellie and Anna have issues, which you can listen to, yeah. where um, I think it, she speaks about quite similar stuff. So if you enjoyed that, you'll enjoy her podcast. But yeah, Ellie Taylor, she's on the MASH report as well, if you want to see her. Do some yeah. more stuff and tour and, and all does her own tours. Although, let's be honest, when's the next time any of us are going to get to go on stage? We will see. Now, if you want to get in touch, this is how. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or we're on Twitter at lockdownparents. Please remember to review the podcast and um, subscribe to it and tell your mates about it. Send a text or whatever. Nothing beats word of mouth, does it, Josh Riddicombe? No, apart from going on Lorraine. Oh, yeah, that went well. She liked that, didn't that she? Did she go well, that... insinuated, you can find it on my Twitter, she insinuated on national TV that I had a two-metre-long dick. <laughs> and I agreed with her. And that was on telly at 9am. I couldn't believe she that did. happened. But I would actually say, and we're not going to get into this because it's not that kind of broadcast, but I think that would be problematic, actually, rather than advantageous.
Yes, I think and on the yeah. short term of, you know, a few me- media commitments and PR level, of, there will be an interest. You could get a slot on this morning, but from a healthy long-term relationship issue, a two-meter knob won't be helpful. However, it would be great for you to set up your own fruity podcast about it. I think there may be a market for that. Just a guy trying to self-isolate, go to the shop, needing to be four meters away from people just in case he gets a boner. What a life. This isn't what, what we talking about. Is meant to be. Oh, but I there just we want go. Want to leave the house so I can use my vibrator like everyone else. <laughs> That's all I want. Um, right, Josh. Love you, Lever. We got another See you later. Next week. Bye. Bye.